On this episode of Hogball, we touch on opening night of Arkansas basketball. We recap the Florida win and talk about what Arkansas needs to do to beat Auburn on this upcoming Saturday. Welcome back to another episode of Hogball. Before the trivia question of the week, though, Daniel has a quick question mm. to get us started. Before even that, I just want to say thank you for the support we've had so far. We've had a lot of people reach out, and it's been very encouraging. Also, we left last episode saying hopefully we were 3-6. and six. And not to be a spoiler, but I think, AD, you said that, right? I think I did. I think yeah. I did. And look yeah. at us. We're 3-6, and six, baby. Let's go. My question is not in regards to sports at all. Specifically to AD, uh, do you have a Dr. Pepper with you? I do not. I'm actually drinking coffee again tonight. No, Which, I was drinking what Dr. Number Pepper cup? last week. What That's number right. cup? And what, what mug do you have? Well, Charlie, actually, is this yours? I think it is No, it's, it's cool, though, dude. It's cool. It's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, it's my third cup today. Uh, I had a peppermint mocha. It's the season of giving, and Starbucks is giving out peppermint mochas in exchange yeah. for money. Dr. So peppermint mocha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will uh, say, yeah, of I all would, the things we talked about last week, uh, the most common, the most feedback I got was about your coffee intake. So, well, it, concerning yeah, it's, feedback, it's a little too. concerning. <laughs> also, fun fact: peppermint mocha has 450 calories and 55 grams of sugar, and I'm planning on having one, two a week. So, that's well, nice. already just going for it. Yeah, they're so good. They are. Just for the listeners, it is 8:45 p.m. as we're recording this, <laughs> so it's not 8:45 a.m. AD's going to sleep really well tonight. For sure. All right. Trivia question of the week. Like last week, I will say the question. Um, we'll get a little, bit of, a little bit of feedback, and then we will reveal the answer at the end. Um, if you are listening to the podcast right now and you know the answer, text it to me as you're listening. And the first person that texts me or puts it in the chat on YouTube will get a shout-out on next week's episode. With that being said, trivia question this week. Houston Nutt was the head coach at Arkansas from 1998 to 2007. How many bowl games did Houston Nutt win at Arkansas? It's funny because I literally asked Daniel the other day a a little similar. I was like, do you know how many 10 win, or excuse me, eight plus win Mm -hmm. seasons Houston Nutt had here in this 10 years? I think it was six, right? Six. I think that's what I said. It was was up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So his record... We're not answering right now, but that is a great question. Yeah, it is. I'm, I don't have to think about that. I can remember the ones we lost. I don't remember the ones we won. So, yeah. okay. Heck yeah, dude. Don't Google it if you're a listener. Just, you know. Do not listen. Google it. We are going on the trust system. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to basketball. We'll just recap a little bit of uh, Monday night as the Hogs got their s- season started on Monday night. Um, a couple weeks ago, they beat beat Purdue in an exhibition game, which was fun and kind of got the crowd excited for the season. Uh, Monday, they beat Alcorn State 93-59. to Pretty much controlled the whole game. Battle led in scoring with 21. Um, had a really good outing. Uh, Tremont Mark had 16 and Brazil had 13, but Brazil hardly played the second half. Um, yeah. So all three with good outings. Biggest number that I thought that we really didn't hit it all last year was 40% from three, uh, 12 of 30. Um, I think that could be a huge, I mean, really with Mus's teams, we haven't seen that at all. Being able We to shot shoot more like three-point field goals than two-point field goals. I don't know if you saw that by like, yeah, really? if you we shoot 40%, 30, then yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Um, so lots Chase. of talent. Just going to be interesting to see what Mus does. Yeah. What? You were at the game, right? I was, yeah. Where are your seats? They are, I believe, section one nineteen. Um, oh, dude, about, you're right next to me. Second, like upper or lower? Up, lower, lower bowl. Lower. Up from behind the bench. Yeah. Dang. Not right behind the bench, but up yeah. ways. But yeah, yeah. So it was good. I thought it was a good crowd for a Monday night game opener. Pretty good mm-hmm. crowd. Pretty engaged. Um, those games are kind of hard to, you know, get really into as you're up thirty at halftime. But yeah, what'd you think? And if you were there, what were your kind of initial takeaways? I same as you. I was a little disappointed at the crowd, but then I realized it's Alcorn State, and this is way more than like typical for again mm-hmm. a Monday night and an opener. I love Traymon Mark. If he plays that hard all year, 
were going to be very dangerous. Him and Devo as like defensive guards, man, I loved it. The fir- I love that the first um, first points of the season were the Brazil dunk. Brazil dunk, yeah. I think his first three field goals were dunks, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, it's you take all this with a grain of salt because it's Alcorn State, but uh, Caleb Battle, if he can shoot like that, we are going to be we're going to be dangerous. You take it with a grain of salt, but you also it's college basketball. I mean, we saw what happened Tuesday night. Michigan State, or maybe that was Monday, got upset by James, James Madison. Madison. Yeah, uh, Vanderbilt just lost to Presbyterian last night, so. I mean, it is nice to see the Hogs just take care of business when we're supposed to. So that was fun. Yeah, because there then, were a lot of years where they didn't do that. Right. Like yeah. Pelfrey, Stan, uh, Stan Heath, right? It mm-hmm. was like, uh, we're not going to win the games that we should, but we might actually upset people, but it doesn't right. matter. because We might over, be Kentucky at over... Kentucky, but we'll probably lose <laughs> to Presbyterian at home. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then AD, I think you we had some big news drop today, so you can share Yeah, we that. did. Uh, two four-star uh, commits to the Hogs for next season. Uh, first guy's Jalen Shelley. He committed this morning. Uh, I think he's playing at a – it's called Link Academy. I think he's from Frisco, but he's at least playing his senior year at Link Academy in Branson. Um, and he committed this morning. And then Isaiah – I'm not sure how he pronounced his last name, but like Isaiah Elliman or something, Sierra Canyon – uh, his highlights are pretty filthy. Um, he committed a little later, but that's already good news uh, starting yeah. into next year um, for the Hogs as far as recruiting goes. A, fr- a trivia question for you two regarding Alcorn State. Um, in this player, the, the single game, most points scored in a game from a Razorback actually came against Al- Alcorn State. Do you I know, know who this. It is? I know who this Y'all is. You all know this. And yeah. can you tell me how many points were scored? I can, yeah, I could, I think. All right. Daniel, it, I, was, I was at the game. It was Rodney Clark, and I think he had yeah, 51. 56. Oh, 51. That's 51. Is it 51? 51. Aye, 51. Okay. Yeah, dude. Nice. I didn't know that was against Alcorn. I thought wow. it was Rodney, it was. but I, yeah. It was against Dang. Alcorn State like 14 years ago. Yeah. Something like that. He he is on my top, probably top three Razorback basketball players. Yeah. Probably top dude. three. Are <laughs> Mark I- Sanchez? <laughs> Oh yeah, Mike Sanchez. Mike Sanchez. Why is sorry? Ad yeah, yeah. and I have been playing NCAA football basketball or NCAA basketball ten, and I played as Rodney. You were you Missouri that that game? Yeah, I think so, dude. Yeah, yeah. Rodney is a glitch on that game. You like if you pass half court and shoot it with him, it's it. It's so fun. Yeah, Rodney. <laughs> so Rodney fun. was the man. Yeah. Um. Then he had a good year at uh, Butler the next year. Yeah. Too yeah. for Brad Stevens. So, um, all right, so basketball is underway. Play again Friday night uh, against Gardner Webb, uh, I believe on SEC Plus. And then a couple of weeks we'll travel to the Bahamas, and we got Duke at yeah. home in a few weeks. Be so, fun, yeah. Should be fun. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, last week at Florida Hogs get their first win in Gainesville 39-36 in overtime and if I were to just read that score to you without telling you who won <laughs> you'd probably say we lost again yep but we did not we pulled out a three point thriller um I'll just start with y'all two two initial thoughts on the game from Saturday uh AD you can go first well I think a couple things that stood well it's funny because I was telling Daniel as the game was progressing I was like it is literally like statistically impossible for you to lose like six one score games in a season. Like that is such an anomaly. Um, but overall, uh, I know last week we said a lot of us kind of talked about kind of a spark wanting the offense to get going early, which they did. That first drive was beautiful. Um, I think everyone would agree. Probably the, one of the best drives, if not the best drive of the year, um, I also said that KJ needed to have over 80 rushing yards for us to win. And he had 92. He literally got it on the second to last run where he like bullied the safety in overtime. That was mm-hmm. awesome. I shout out our defense, man. They, the, the three, their first three scores from Florida, Parasol returned a punt to the, our 32. He then returned a punt to the 43. They scored off both of those to 14. And then the sec, the third touchdown came off an AJ Green fumble at our own 30. So, Snacks Johnson, what a beast. He was eating up the Gators. Oh, yeah. Co-defensive or co-SEC defensive player of the week, I think. Um, I thought they played tremendously. The, the, the last driver, ETN, kind of, they let him run all over us. So that was not great. But um, 
yeah, I thought it was a great performance. The uh, one of the big <laughs> plays, which was funny, uh, Daniel predicted you predicted the score twenty three twenty, right? Yeah, Last dude. week, <laughs> and it was funny. Daniel was literally saying, "Oh it, yeah, that, that was the, the guy in the fourth quarter." Yeah, because fumbled guy, the snap. <laughs> yeah, that missed extra point basically what gave us a chance because we would have yeah. had to score a touchdown to because yeah. it had been thirty four to thirty instead of thirty three. So that was such a pivotal moment. And it was also hilarious because Daniel when they fumbled that snap, I thought that I thought the holder had a touchdown. I thought he was going to yeah. score. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, really pleased. First one in Gainesville, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty positive. There, there are definitely some things offensively that we need to fix. But yeah, was happy with a win. Daniel, all I got to say is, after that first drive, I was convinced that Kenny Guyton listened to our episode. <laughs> Like, AD said, we need a trick play. We need a spark. I was like, we got to throw the ball to Ty Washington, who that's a significant loss, unfortunately. You could tell that he was a huge part of the game plan going forward. But, it was, um, yeah. It was kind of crazy watching. You're like, okay. Uh, I know for sure he did not listen to our episode, but like, okay. May- I mean, maybe a lot of people in, like, maybe a lot of the fans have been saying the same things. and so Or maybe the see, fans like, listened to it and told him. Yeah. They told him. They told him. <laughs> but it was just like it. It was a beautiful drive. Like Ad said, it. You could tell that they had practiced that drive a lot, especially the second and third drives were kind of slow, which is all right. I think, like I like I just hinted at having Ty Washington out of the game plan was pivotal because he is such a an easy target for for KJ. I thought KJ played amazing. He definitely. You could tell that Guyton called plays that would really allow just like easy passes for him and give him confidence instead of, I felt like Enos was more of like, let's set up these difficult throws for KJ to make because he's a really good quarterback. And he is, but there were just like, weren't easy throws or easy wins. And there was a lot of that. Our offensive line probably played their best game of the entire year. Yeah. And I would would attribute that to a lot of the, the tempo we played that because no doubt. that's what we did last year with Browns you're playing fast that takes a lot of pressure off your O-line and that's yeah. what happened Saturday. Yeah and and I love AJ Green as everyone knows but but Rocket when given the opportunity he he played really well. He had he had a couple like cutbacks at the line that were like brilliant. And when he gets going downhill, he just like drags defenders for five extra yards, right? It just like adds up slowly. Um, so I, I loved our offense. I think this next week's going to be a little bit more of a challenge because there was a lot of spirit going on. Uh, Defensive-wise, I heard a couple people, like some of my friends say, you know, the one the one week that our offense shows up, our defense didn't show up. And I was like, I don't know, did you watch the game? Like, to your point, AD, the field position was horrible. Like, it is kind of crazy. Our special teams, this was probably their worst week, mm-hmm. right? just from punting and returning and even Cam missing a kick. But the the defense still played so hard. And, uh, man, I was so happy. It made my weekend just, like, so much better. It and You forget the feeling. It literally yeah. changes yeah. your weekend. Yeah. It's been, like, yeah. six weeks since that's happened or so. It also, it also confirms something that we have we talked about last week, that we're actually a lot better than our record. Like, yeah. we're – Maybe talent-wise, Florida is better, but I think overall we probably are better coached. Like, I don't know if Napier's a great coach. He's a great recruiter. But we are overall a better team, and we we finally showed it. Yeah, we had the best two players on the field, I think, is what it came down to, KJ and Rocket. And mm-hmm. it showed in the drives that we've had, we talked about it last week, multiple games where we've had the ball last to win the game. Ole Miss, uh, LSU, I guess we scored there. We need to get the ball back. We've had multiple BYU. Bama. Um, Bama, yeah, and just did not do anything with it. We got the ball back in this game with, what, two and a half minutes, three minutes, mm-hmm. and had the best drive of the year, maybe outside yeah. of that first drive. Um, and it was that drive was what I think we thought we were going to get with KJ and Rocket all year. Yeah. We thought it, it, if that's the offense all year, I would have been right with a nine and three prediction. Actually, I would have been wrong. We'd be eleven and one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. the, but yeah. but honestly, I think that's that's the those are the guys we thought we were going to get all year. Rocket looked good. KJ looked confident and comfortable. Um, I mean, the play he had on mm-hmm. on first and twenty in overtime. I mean, oh, they kick a field goal, you get the ball, you feel pretty good about it. 
Cam's not yeah. going to miss it even if we don't get any yards. So we're at least going to second overtime. And the first thing we do is get a holding penalty. And yeah. you're like, all right, of course. Yeah. And then KJ has his Superman hero run, which he's due for every couple of games. So, yeah. And then when we got that, I, I don't know. I, you kind of knew it was over. I was kind of surprised they threw it, honestly, with KJ from the four on the first down. But in credit to Guyton with the play call. But, yeah, yeah. no, I, I thought it was good. I thought the um, where the game kind of flipped was that fourth and one for us that we tried all different types of motion – Backed up to the shotgun, ran it, didn't get it, and they were offsides. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was huge. Big. That yeah. was huge. <laughs> yeah. Can we also talk about how terrible of a call it was when we somehow they called forward progress? They, they only got a field goal. Out, I know they got a field goal out of it. They made it 26-23, I think. But how do you call that forward progress? I do not understand that. That was such a bad call. Where Florida is in our territory, we the guy, I think it was Parasol. When, when we yeah. stripped him and we yes, held him we up. Stripped him. Oh my god! Such a bad call. That was so bad. I was very frustrated with that because at that point I was like, okay, they are wanting Florida to win. There was one. Oh, it felt like 09 for a second again. That's, and then yeah. And then the last the last play of regulation. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude. was just, that was madness. Yeah, they just don't let us sub on the field. That was cool. Yeah, they got awarded for doing the wrong thing. It was like yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, in all seriousness, like we, you know, he has a 44 yarder. I think he missed. I don't know how good of a kicker he is. Like he's good. Percentage. That, he's, that yeah, was I think he's, that was a shot un- that he missed. Yeah, that he missed that. So uh, happy the, with the win for once but, in our lives. Oh the football gods were mm-hmm. taking care Actually of us. Nice to us. It was an emotional win too, because of all that stuff and because of the season we've had. It was like, let's go, baby. Yeah, I I don't know if y'all saw the video of of KJ and Guyton after the game hugging, but I I've it. watched it at least <laughs> 50 times. So yeah. I will yeah. say this too. Last, yeah. last point on this real quick. Uh, and this is credits to Guyton and just the up tempo, especially the last couple drives. We've got KJ on the second to last drive with like six minutes left. That's when he had like 40 rushing yards on one drive, but you could tell in overtime in the last drive we had that their front seven was pretty worn down. That, that was the first time I was like, yeah. man, like the, our offense is We were getting a push. push. We are getting yeah. a push. They're dude. I mean, they were massive up front, and they were had their hand. a couple guys had their hands on their hips. They were just kind of like, you know, dropping down, just trying to get through the play. And I was like, this is where you want to be towards the end of the game, and then you let yep. Rocket just run all over them. That was great to see. Yeah, and this kind of goes into my next question. I'll just answer it real quick. Um, biggest surprise of the game, and Daniel, you talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. This is not a game where we talk about Pittman doing anything noticeable or wrong. Or I I thought he let Guyton call the offense and managed the game seemingly pretty well from mm-hmm. what it seemed like. Um, that I mean, I don't want to say that's a surprise, but we haven't seen it much this year, so it was fun to see where we're not. And it's easier in a win, you know, to yeah. not nitpick as much, but. Yeah. He won a three-point game. So, I mean, you got to give him a little credit. Yep. There was the uh, 80. You mentioned the fourth and one, the offsides. Did you mention that? I did, Chase yeah. Chased it. Yeah. I, w- I was mad at the play call. I was like, dang it, management, come on. But yeah, you know what? It was a penalty, so we'll take it. But, uh, yeah, dude, you're right. It was the game uh, management Pittman, Pittman was knew they were offsides. He knew? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He probably did. He probably did, man. Yeah, it, you're right. It was the the game management was unnoticeable as it should be every single week. Yeah. So y'all two, uh, last question on this game, and then we'll go forward. Just biggest surprise overall of the game. Hmm. I'll go. Mine's super simple. I was surprised that Cam missed a field goal. Like I know it was. Was it in the forties? Or maybe it was, it was a 50 yarder. I think it was exactly. I, th- I think 50. it was. I think he missed a 50. Yeah. I was just shocked like though because right. because he has been money. And um I don't know. I mean it's minor but he's by far our best player. So I was just kind of shocked that he missed one. Yeah. He came in and redeemed himself and then the kick after that was way bigger than the one he missed. But yeah. that would have been yeah. to win the game I guess if he made it. But yeah. Yeah. 80. My my biggest thing is that Daniel sitting on the couch watching it with Daniel and listen, I we all know Daniel literally loves AJ Green so much. 
AJ, probably better natural athlete. AJ looks cooler, but I just kept telling Daniel, I was like, man, if we can just get Rocket going, and he did. That last drive, he I was did. like, yes. Yes, yeah. I don't even know if that's a surprise. I think that the surprise for me is that Daniel finally admitted that Rocket's, Rocket's good. I Let me just clear something up before. <laughs> AJ looked before, good when he was in, though. He did. Do you know what he wasn't should play, surprising? Is that he didn't play for the rest of the game after the first drive. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's typical. I'm not sure why, but okay, we'll take him out. I love I AJ. I just like giving Daniel. I love AJ, time. dude. I love him. Yeah. What about I, you, Chase? I could just, you know, um, I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with both of those points. I think the biggest surprise was just calling plays is hard. Like when you have two weeks to not put in a new offense because it, it's pretty similar to what Enos was running, but the tempo was different. Um, I mean, you come out with the trick play and just see how well and comfortable our offense was under Guyton was very comforting to see how quick he put that in and how comfortable they were running his offense and played pretty aggressive. I mean, to come out with the trick play, like I said, and then they took some deep shots. The the throw that KJ missed um, in the end zone, I mean, that should have been a touchdown. But just plays that we haven't seen us throw deep or stuff that the fans have been yelling at the whole year, I think we just mm-hmm. finally did some of that stuff. And it was fun to watch, and we won. So, yeah. I mean, biggest surprise, honestly, is that we won. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, all right. So, the Hogs win. Moving on um, to AD's question of the week. Yeah. So, question of the week. I'm going to build it up a little bit. Um, I saw – so, I think you both know, before the game, uh, the kickoff, we had that four-star receiver decommit, uh, Courtney Crutchfield. Yeah. Crutchfield. I can't remember his last name. Anyway, um, there's a guy on Twitter, and while y'all, while I'm thinking about, it, I'll try to find his name. But he's he had he has several thousand followers, and I think he's associated or some sort of Arkansas fan or something. Anyway, um, and he Is was that your burner. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, my burner. Uh, so he was discussing that, um, and it was it was probably like five. It, it was right before like we scored, so it was somewhere when the game started, and and he was saying. Um, that while he wasn't cheering against Arkansas, he wanted us to basically lose. And his reasoning is that he does not think Pittman is good long-term. And he kind of also pointed to Courtney decommitting. Um, and so the, and there was a lot of kind of discourse in the comments around like, is that, you know, should we really like be cheering against what, where, like, as an Arkansas fan, should we be cheering against our own team? So the question for y'all out of that um, is, is there ever a, as an Arkansas fan, is there ever a reason or is it justifiable to cheer against your own team with the mindset of, okay, we need to take one step back to get two steps forward? And there's a couple people that mentioned the Chad Morris era where a lot of people, especially in the second year, were like, okay, either they're completely just checked out or it's like, all right, I kind of want them to lose so we can fire, we can just kind of move on. Um, I don't think it's that bad. The, uh, we're not nearly as bad as we are to Morris, but going back to the question, do you think that's right? Do you think it's foolish? Um, just why or why not? Yeah, I Chase? I completely disagree with that. I think, and I saw a lot of it on Twitter too. I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't get that take. Um, I think, I think some of it is the Dion effect. I think people forget how hard it really is to bring in a new coach and be successful early on, like really quick. And I'm not saying that's Pittman because he's had a few years now, but I'm saying if we brought in a new guy, it's very rare that coach is going to bring 80 guys with him. And look, I mean, Colorado is just not very good this year anyway. So like all the hype they yeah. were getting, it's not really going anywhere. Um I've been a Pittman guy. I still am a Pittman guy. I think um, I think he made a bad decision with Dan Enos, and I think he knows that, and he took care of it. And it's a big year next year with Texas and OU coming in. You have a very, very good but hard home schedule. Um, college football landscape is just changing kind of next year with the 12 teams and and all that, the conference realignment. It, to me, it just seems like one. I don't. I don't know why you would root against them. I mean, 
if he's going to win, I, I don't know. I don't like if he's going to win, if we're going to make a bowl game and win six wins with the schedule we had after the start we had, I don't know why you would cheer against that. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that kind of mentality is creeping down from the pros where the benefit of tanking is you get a possibly a generational talent. When you tank in college football, you kind of lose four years of potential for a player like this, uh, Crutchfield guy who probably is going to, is it Crutchfield? Is that his last name? Yeah. I think Courtney so. Crutchfield. He's what safety wide receiver, probably going to play safety, highly recruited. He's going to go to Missouri probably and be there, be really good for them for three years. Yeah. And so, yeah, he'll be I'm in Fayetteville Shane. this weekend. By the way, Willie, they okay. did get, they did him, get him to come to Fayetteville, but yeah. Well, we're gonna turn him back. I'm just calling it right now. We, we blow out the the uh, Tigers. Anyway, I don't. I yeah, I don't think in college football you can have that kind of mentality. It it is to your point, Chase. That's not in. Uh, that doesn't benefit the program because yeah, people with Dion and even some other coaches, they're like. Well, yeah, we uh, we just need a fresh start. It's like, yeah, but they're those type of coaches aren't going to come to Arkansas, and and let's not crucify Pittman for one bad mistake. He's had success here. It's kind of early still. I think you play out the rest of the year, and then next year, I think is like where you really start deciding. Okay, long term, ten years, this guy really are like the dude we want. But I would. I would never root against the Hogs to lose out in college. That doesn't do anything. That really hurts your program. Yeah, and it's a different situation than what it was with Chad Morris, right? Pittman yeah. still got the team. Uh, that's clear. I mean, yep. you don't yep. win at Florida nine weeks into the season if you still don't have your team. It's a very different scenario than I, I think than what Chad Morris was. It was clear that he was not the guy. Yep. Pittman lives and dies for Arkansas. He's had good. He's got a really good recruiting class as of right now for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in town. Another, he lives in town. <laughs> Chad he'll Morris retire. was living in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll retire in Arkansas. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I I just I I get why people think that. I do get it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. What about you, Ad? Yeah, I I disagree with what um the guy was the guy was saying and what people were saying on Twitter specifically. Um, yeah, I think it hurts your program. I also think there's this, uh, weird mentality of the grass is always going to be greener, which it's not necessarily the case. We saw that with the Bielma Chad Morris transition. Um, and the other thing is too, and to Chase's point, he made a mistake. It's easy to look back retrospectively with the Enos hire and be like, oh, man, that was so – but at the time, like, there, of course, there were people saying this might not be good. Yeah. I don't think anyone predicted it would be go as bad as it did and we would regress as much. But, uh, yes, that's a mistake. The thing is, though, we will have a chance, I think, five and six playing Missouri to possibly win and make a bowl game. I think that will be a tremendous success um, considering that we were two and six and then to come back and have a shot at making a bowl. Uh, I think that would be, I think it'd be a testament to Pittman. I also think the fact that he fired Enos um, also speaks to his commitment to the program and the, just the success of Arkansas football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I disagreed with that. I didn't say anything, respond back to the, the, a lot of the people talking about it. Uh, it was just frustrating to see. Cause I think that's also, if I'm a player and, and he was kind of using Courtney as just his, uh, I don't know, his soapbox or whatever the receiver that decommitted. But if I'm a, if I'm like a recruit and I see all these people like, man, this dude's in year four, he had went nine and four and seven and six, and he's, they're already kind of turning on him. Um, that kind of discourages me from looking at Arkansas, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think it also discourages coaches. What does it say about Arkansas? Yeah. If you go nine and four in your second year and you go to a bowl game the next year, and then you have one bad, one bad hire, maybe go to a bowl game and you fire him. What is that? Yeah. No coach is going to want to come here. Yeah. It's not yeah. a desirable program. And you're also judged very harshly. It's like, uh, no one wants to come to that program. <laughs> yeah. And you're paid about middle of the pack. Yeah. 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 Man, yeah. I just hope, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I hope this, but if this guy commits to Missouri, man, and we're bowl and we have a chance to be bowl eligible, that game, 
man, I'm just, I hope we win. That would be like, you talk about poetic justice, that'd be like the greatest thing ever. Well, the tide would have kind of flipped there because last year Missouri had to beat us to go to a bowl. And it's felt like the last five, four or five years that game just hasn't mattered. We just, for yeah. whatever reason, don't play good. That game is very different if we're going in with five wins with the chance to go to a bowl game and potentially ruin Missouri's chance at a potential New Year's Six or mm-hmm. really, really good bowl game. So, yeah. And real quickly, I want to, this is just a little fun fact for you. Yo, the listeners out there that I learned from Mr. Cole Steckline, a friend of Daniel and I's this past weekend. Um, Arkansas might have a similar bill to this. I was looking up. I'm not sure. But Missouri, I believe earlier this spring, passed a bill um, where if you're an in-state recruit and you commit to go into public university, uh, Missouri is the only Power 5 program in the state. So if you basically commit to go into Missouri, you can get your NIL payments at 17 there's a five-star edge rusher out of Kansas City who's a beast. He committed to Missouri and he's getting paid. Getting paid. His, his senior yeah. year. Yeah, he's getting senior paid. Senior year. Yeah. And Missouri has a lot of talent in the Kansas City and St. Louis metro area. There's like two five-stars and like six or seven four-stars and some highly touted three-stars. So I, 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 mean, I just think Missouri yeah. will be interesting space to watch because similar to Arkansas, there, there's no other major university in the state to compete with um, really and their pool of talent. Is is higher than ours, and I think From old Eli up there helped pass the bill, right? Yeah, I mean, I he's I just oh man, he really cares about a, policy. Yeah, okay, yeah, come on, he's an interesting dude, but he's I mean, he's getting it done. They look it works. good. He's a great recruiter. Yeah, yep. All right, moving on. Auburn game this Saturday, three o'clock kick in Fayetteville gets to five and four Auburn team. I actually have a big crew coming this weekend to watch it with me. Shout out Mickle's crew. Um, From Little Little Rock? All over. Got Dallas, Kansas City, uh, Little Rock. Is Jack Jack and Hope's Scotty Scotty, coming the game? Scotty's coming. Okay. Is it going to be his first football game? Shout out Scotty. Shout out Scotty. Um, Auburn leads the series 19 to 11. Um. We have not won since the 2015 four overtime game at home, which I, I was very surprised. No, you're right. Since then, before before since last year. Sorry, before yeah. last year. Yes, sure. before last year. Um, we did last year. We beat them pretty good last year. Yeah, we did. I just remember Rocket ran had like 175 rushing yards. I think it was somewhere yeah. we were running all over them. Yeah. So Thorn is our QB. Uh, kind of a dual threat, can run, but just not very, not a very big threat. Can't really take the game over. Um, so I'll start just a few questions for this game. Um, kind of an interesting one. It kind of just goes with our recent topic. Is this a bigger game for Sam Pittman or Kenny Guyton? That's a good question. I can go first on that. I think okay. it's Kenny G, baby. And I'm not talking about the saxophone player. I'm talking about Kenny Guyton. He's a good saxophone player, though. Although Kenny probably plays the saxophone as well. You know, he, he plays, he uh, calls plays and plays saxophone. I think Maybe that's a better question. F- Kenny G, the <laughs> yeah. better saxophone player, better <laughs> yeah. play caller. Yeah. Man. Uh, I think it's Kenny Guyton because of what we've hinted at. He did it once. And a lot of that, I'm not saying it was bad. I think his game plan was great. We talked, I mean, th- there were just a lot of quick hits, quick wins for KJ. And he got our uh, our offensive line to wear down their defense. And that was great. I think for this one, that like new offensive coordinator mentality, high spirit, like yeah, energy, it's worn, off. it's worn yeah. off, right? So it's going to be more based on strategy. It's his, only going to be his second ever game to be calling plays. Uh, I think this will be way more telling of how good he is than it will tell of how good of a coach Pittman is, right? So I think the pressure, I don't know, was it a, this game matters more or the pressure? I, I mean, either way, I guess. I would say it matters more to Kenny's legacy. And honestly, I'd love to see this guy, you know, obviously for us to do well, for him to continue like calling aggressively and to maybe hire him at the end of the season. So That's I'm what rooting I mean. for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for him, but I think it matters more to him than it does for Pittman's job. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I'm interested to see the the game plan coming out without you're not gonna have uh Ty Washington. Uh he's he's out. I don't know if Andrew Armstrong I've heard he's gonna be okay. I don't know if he's playing this week. Um he's questionable. Ain't questionable. Um I think he's such a good deep threat for us. Yeah. So can these uh you know, can Zatania, can the other guys step up and can Guyton um, he's just going to have to adjust uh, with new weapons. Um, I don't know much about Auburn's defense. Uh, I know they got uh, blown out by LSU, but they seem like they've they've done they've held their own for the most part. Uh, I do think they're vulnerable uh, on the ground. So um, Rocket and AJ and KJ, I think um, hopefully we can attack them and and Guyton can kind of wear them down. I'd love to see uh, a similar. I, similar game plan um, as far as Florida goes, just kind of wearing them down. And I would like to see AJ uh, used more, especially in the second half. I think if you could get him out and get him the ball, even just on a little out route or something and just have him in space, I think it's such a good weapon yeah. and have rocket there for more between the tackles. Um, but I would say Guyton for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. What do you have to lose if you're Guyton? I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're calling plays for the first time. You had a big win last week. You have an incredible Superman quarterback. There were a few possessions last week where it seemed like he got a little tight or conservative or something. I think our second drive of the game, we got backed up to our four or five, which is hard to call plays out of there. Mm-hmm. But just three straight runs um, for basically no gain. Just the drives we had last week that were successful – and I look, I don't know if we'll have to score 40 to beat Auburn, but just yeah. a little bit more. I mean, we were really good in the first and really good in the fourth. And in between there, there was just a lot of drives where it just wasn't yeah. very smooth or consistent. Or KJ, KJ missed a few throws on those drives. There was that one slant over the middle that he missed, that touchdown throw that he missed. But still, just a little more consistency, I think. And that's on the players, too, obviously. But, yeah, I agree. I agree that Guyton has a chance these last three games to get promoted. Yeah. Um, I hope he stays aggressive, to your point. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. I mean, if you don't get hired as the OC, you'll probably stay as the wide receivers coach, and that's great. Or you'll go somewhere else to get hired as an right. OC. I don't know. Like, yeah. stay aggressive because I th- I just we live off. Like, KJ lives off taking shots. Yeah. And it's so interesting, too. Is It feels like it's always in the last two three drives when kj just is like you know what i'm just taking over yeah and sometimes i'm like dude could you just do that like (laughs) other times as well because it would help you like it would help maybe you don't have to do that in the fourth quarter if you do that yeah exactly it's like okay i really like you rushing for 45 yards on one drive but you know if you do that on other drives that would be cool yeah yeah all right um a couple more questions our defense has to hold them to what this week to win I don't, I'm not as, uh, I'm not con- as concerned about Auburn's offense as I was with Florida. I don't think they have like Parasol and, um, is it Wilson? Trey. Is it two? Trey. Yeah, Trey. Um, th- those guys are really good. Um, I'm not as concerned uh, with Auburn, especially their wide receiving weapons. Um, their running back's pretty good. Jayquez something. Jaquiz uh, Hunter. Jaquiz Hunter, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say if our defense holds them to under, um, I'm going to say under 17, I think we should win pretty nice. Yeah, I was going to say 21 because to your point, I, I their offense just doesn't seem good. And not to dog on Peyton Thorne, but um, he's probably going to have a great game against us now that I'm about <laughs> to say this. But that dude, the little I've watched, I'm like, that dude has no business being out here as a SEC quarterback. Like, he throws the ball kind of weak. He's kind of mobile. Like, he had a lot of rushing yards against Georgia, but it almost was like, it, it felt like a fluke to me. And maybe that's just because their receivers are really bad. I don't know. But I, I don't see it as a threat. And I think our defense is very capable of actually holding them to single digits. But I think 21 is like the ceiling. 21, 17 or 21. Yeah, I agree. It's a weird feeling of a game, too, because other than last year, you've basically owned Hugh Freeze. I mean, beat him four straight times when he was at Ole Miss. 
Um, when he had good Ole Miss teams, beat them every time. Um, but, but then Auburn, you never play good against. I mean, they just seem to always play better, beat you. It's just ugly games. It's just like we can't – it just always feels like we just cannot play good against Auburn um, other than last year. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's a weird It's a weird dynamic of Hugh Freeze and Auburn because mm-hmm. one we play really good against and one we just do not play good against. Yeah. But and, and we're coming off a week of so much energy. I could mm-hmm. see a little bit of a hangover, not because we're like, you know – bragging like oh we're so good now just because it's been an emotional ride and the last week was like they left everything on the field i could see that affecting the game early and maybe it looking like oh we're not really going to compete but you're right we hugh freeze other than liberty when he was at liberty we've played so well against him but auburn (laughs) has been bad really bad Yeah. yeah um all right uh, last question for this matchup. Arkansas wins if I'll give you two points each. I'm I'll t- I'll do I'll go my first one, AD, and we'll we'll go back and forth. Yeah, Does yeah. that work? Okay. Does it work? I'm gonna steal one from AD. <laughs> Arkansas wins if and it's I'm gonna, this this is gonna be two players, but if KJ goes over sixty yards rushing again, and if Rocket goes over seventy-five yards rushing. That's just, but that's just one point. I'll, I have another point, but that's my that's thanks, my man, one. for taking my point. I took yours. Yeah, Should. um, yeah. I I guess off that, I will. Uh, I'm trying to pivot here for a second. I, I had. A, I can say my point if you. Yeah, wanna. say yours. I'm adjusting mine because Daniel took my. Point. I think we win if we score three or more touchdowns, actual touchdowns. Um, I, I don't know, just. Auburn, you let them hang around. I don't know if you could score a couple touchdowns the first quarter um, and you're not getting in the red zone and not scoring. I think three touchdowns probably mixed in with some Cam Little field goals. But I think if you give me three touchdowns before the game, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to say I think we win uh, if KJ throws for over 225. Um, I'll say that. I'm also going to say we win if we win the turnover margin. That's, I feel like, pretty obvious. Although last week we lost the turn. We had two turnovers to Florida's one. Um, but if we win the turnover margin, because that is my, my my concern, I think, about this game, similar to Florida in a sense, is uh, defensively uh, we did last week after like a special teams mishap. I think we gave up some chunk plays. And so you, you come out on the field, it's a short field, and like, all right, I got 30 yards for them to score a touchdown. Um, so I think, too, if, if uh, kind of, I guess, my third point would be um, special teams uh, definitely hopefully can improve from last week because I think they 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 hurt us in a uh, couple big plays. Yeah. yeah, that's actually my point number two. It's a very specific stat. I think if their return yards, their net return yards is under 10, we'll win because Fletcher is hit or miss. He's usually either he's either awesome or you're like, that's really bad. I think he needs to be really good because I think if if you let Aub or if you get Auburn within their twenty every single time or close to it, I don't think they have enough to to put together drives. So if they, we if we can keep their returner, which I think is Hunter, I think it's Jacquez Hunter. So if we can keep him under ten return yards average, then I think we'll be pretty good. Yeah, and it's a game too where. If you have a fourth and one on your own 40, punt it. Like, yeah. I never say that. I mean, I am always yeah. <laughs> go for it. I always go for it. But if it's a game where their offense is not just not very good, your defense is so much better at them starting on their other side of the field, that's when they're really good. If they're mm-hmm. if there's some momentum swifts and it's the end of the game and the other team's driving, we just our defense has not been good. Um, that was that's my second point is our defense just has to have a we've we've been good all year. It just doesn't feel like we've had a lot of timely stops. It usually mm-hmm. feels when those team has to score if they do score. Um yeah. Like like it was almost ine- inevitable. They were going our defense was going to let them get a field goal shot at the end of the game. We scored with 35 no seconds left. And I said no in every group text I'm in, they're going to get a field goal shot. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> they missed it, but yeah. Um, another so our little, defense has got to make some timely stops. Yep. 
This is a little off topic, but this is just a fun fact. I don't know how many people know this about A lot of fun about, facts today for you, AD. There's a lot of fun facts. <laughs> um, I actually, compared to y'all two, I did not grow up Arkansas Razorback fan. I didn't live here. Um, and I was an Auburn fan because Boo. my mom, grandpa, cousins all went to Auburn. So I was not a diehard Auburn fan, but we went to a game, you know, once every couple years. I remember the first football I watched was that Cadillac Williams, Jason Campbell, Auburn team. It was really good. And then uh, obviously the Cam Newton year was a lot of fun to watch. But it's always a weird game for me because I know my mom will be cheering for Auburn. Uh, just, you know, she's – Robbie's gonna cheer for the Eagle, the War Eagles. Shout out, Robbie. Uh, yep. Hey, so, AD, did you get your yeah. War Eagle tattoo removed yet? Or I did. I did. Yeah, it's okay. off my back. It's a really unfortunate spot to have. Lower back. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Lower back. Lower back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is always a fun game because um, it just kind of brings back memories too. Always, I cheer. I like for Auburn to succeed from that perspective, um, except when they're playing us. Yeah. All right. Any other points on the game or? Move on. Uh, are we all three going? I'm. I mean, I, I'm going. I will be maybe. there. Yes. Go, I am fifty fifty. If I'm going, I'm not sure okay. yet. Depends. Do you, we think? Do we think it's going to be sold out? No. No. You don't think? I, so? I, I no. think there'll be a good crowd. I do think it will be a good crowd. Three o'clock kick. It'll be dark at halftime. Kind of a half night game. Um, I do think it'll be a good crowd. I, I don't know about sellout though. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it is. I love three o'clock games, man. Ooh. Especially in the fall, cold, oh, second man. half. Be nice. You're up this is gonna nothing. be regardless of win or loss, I think this is probably gonna be the most just enjoyable circumstances of a game. Coming off an overtime win, a little bit more hope. The weather's gonna be beautiful. You get a little sweatshirt on. I mean, it's just gonna be <laughs> mm, it's gonna be prime. Drive about season. that stuff. Yeah. Um, because we haven't had one of those really at all this year at home. We have not had nope. a fun home game. Nope, at all. Not at all. Well, even last year, it got like really cold really quick, and so Ole we Miss had like fun. really hot games. Ole Miss was freezing, but it was a lot of fun. It was freezing, but it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to game picks with an Ugh. update from last Ugh. week. Chase Last week, me. AD and Daniel went five and five. <laughs> we have the same picks. No, you Similar. did not. I myself went eight and two. I won every swing game that we had. Gosh. I know. I was watching. I was like, man, Chase is winning every the LSU Bama game. The uh, yeah, I won the, the uh, Washington game. Washington Clemson. game. I won the yeah, Clemson game. Won. Yeah, they won outright, and then I won the Arkansas. I think AD picked Florida, so maybe yeah. you can join a Florida podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was trying to just extend my lead. It was kind of a win-win because <laughs> if I if they won, I still yeah. won. And if I lost, then we won. Yeah. Turned out to a lose-lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so going Wait. into week eleven, I have I'm twenty-three and twelve. AD is twenty-two and thirteen. Daniel is twenty and fifteen. So Gosh. plenty of points left. Um, we will do a bowl pick'em episode. So a lot of points to be met up for, so you don't have to chase. Real quick, shout out to weekend. shout out to Boyd Kenimer. Shout out who to has Boyd. been keeping yeah. track of the score and made an amazing graphic. Boyd, yes. thank you so much. I hope you keep doing it. We'll keep posting on Twitter. You can check our Twitter out. Yep. Yep. All right, going into week eleven, uh, I'll explain it like I did last week. So we pick all of the SEC games, uh, win or lose, um, and then we'll do three or four of the top games nationally um, against the spread. So this week we'll start with SEC, Alabama um, at Kentucky. Alabama's favored by right now 10 and a half. I'll say we are recording this on a Wednesday night, so lines do change before people start saying stuff to me. They do change. This is Wednesday night. So 10 and a half, which I don't know. I'll just go ahead and start. I'll take Bama. Bama. I'll take Bama. Yeah. Roll Wait. tide. Um, yeah, see, pretty easy one there. Uh, Vanderbilt. At South Carolina. South Carolina is favored by 13 and a half. I'll take South I know. It, I will too, but Daniel may I, want to chase you. I, I just don't like South Carolina, and I need to gain points, but I'm not willing to do it here. I'll take With South Vanderbilt. Carolina. Yeah. 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 
Um, good matchup. Uh, one of the two or three good matchups in the SEC this week. Tennessee at Missouri. Uh, Tennessee's favored by one. Hmm. I think Missouri's without their top wide out, possibly. They are. Oh, yeah. Uh, Burden? As of right Burden's now, out. they are out with them. Of- yeah. Um, I am going to take Missouri. I feel like they've been a little more consistent. They played Georgia really close last week. I like their offense. Um, Tennessee is, I just don't know if I trust Milton. Um, it's, and it's at Missouri. If it was at Tennessee, I'd pick Tennessee easy, but I'll take the Tigers. Daniel? I got to pick swing games. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I, th- I don't trust them either, but I just have a feeling that they're going to play really well. Yeah, I agree. I um, This is a hard one to pick. I don't know who to pick, so I'll pick Tennessee because I never want to pick Missouri unless I feel really, really good about it because I hate Missouri. So yeah, um, I will take Tennessee there with you. Uh, Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia's minus 11. Could be an interesting game. Actually, really Daniel, good we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, man, Georgia is an NFL team. Just watching them against Missouri, like their backup tight end, Oscar Delp, they don't need Brock Bowers. That guy's probably the second best tight end in the SEC. He doesn't even get to play much. But I am going to try to get some games back, and I feel like... And this is the way you're going to do it? As crazy as it sounds, I feel like Ole Miss has more at stake. Like, Georgia's basically secured the East, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Ole Miss can even get back in the West. Actually, I know Georgia would have to lose two in the East for yeah. Missouri to catch, and then Alabama will have to lose twice. Yeah, yeah. it's basically Bama Georgia at this point. It's basically yeah. Bama Georgia, but still, I, I, I just, I think they're going to play really well, and I think on offense they have enough enough athletes at wide receiver to make it interesting. I don't know if they can block, but I am going to. And sometimes Georgia has started really slow. I'm going to take Ole Miss. I hate Ole Miss, but I just I'm going to take them. Clip this and come back to it next yeah, week. Keep receipts. I'm taking yeah, Georgia. I, yeah, Sam, I'm going to take Georgia. Um, I don't know. It seems like the safer pick. I, I do think these are games where you're kind of doubting Georgia, and Georgia just comes out and says, oh, yeah, I forgot why they're Georgia. I yeah. feel like this is a game that Georgia could do that. Ole Miss scares me, though. I mean, they they could very well beat Georgia. Um. All right, two more SEC games: Florida at LSU. I'll just go ahead and say I will take LSU. I will take LSU. Daniel, you don't want some points? Should pick Florida. No, no, no. I I don't like Florida, and I don't think Napier is a great coach. Yeah, I will take LSU. Although I don't know if it's been is Daniels playing. I don't know. I, even if he's I not, I, I That's still will take good- them. But he did get hurt last week. I will if he's Turner. out, they will not win. That's my. I don't. I don't trust Nussmeyer, their backup. <laughs> so, I will say well, I, I will alter my pick. If Jaden Daniels is out, I'm picking Florida. All right. So this one's maybe an asterisk by it in yeah. case. Chase, I'll, so. I'll say this: If Jaden Daniels is not in the game on the first play, I will switch your pick to Florida. Okay. If but he's he in the game on the, on the, the first play, play yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. But if he comes back second quarter, <laughs> nope. Shoot. <laughs> um, all right. Last. So we're all in LSU right now, pending Jane Daniels, maybe for Daniel, which I still think is not going to happen. But have you watched Nussmeyer throw the ball? Have you watched Florida play football on the road? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair. Mississippi State at Texas AM. AM's favored by 18 and a half. I'll take AM. Yeah, I will take AM. Mississippi State is trash. Yeah. AM loses A&M. this weekend and Jimbo will be fired. That's the rumor going around. Which I wouldn't hate. Oh, they're gonna I'm still going to pick AM. I'm going to pick AM. I wouldn't yeah, hate it because I don't like Jimbo. But weirdly, like we have a chance to beat them every year as long as he's there. I think. I mean, true, they're going to have actually. better talent than us every year, but we're playing them close every yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, play them close every year. They could hire no someone a lot better. Play. Right. Yeah. They could hire so. a Cliff Kingsbury, who was the OC there, you know, and he's Bobby Petrino. Or oh no. Their Gosh, offense right. hasn't looked very good this year. No. Yeah. Which is what he was supposed to I solve. Don't know I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Tools. Three games, national games. We will pick the line in this one, uh, in these three. Utah at Washington. I will take Washington to cover. It is nine and a half. Oof. Dang. I'm going to take Washington as well to cover. Um, Utah did. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington to cover. Utah got destroyed by Oregon. Was it two weeks ago? They lost by like 30. Washington beat Oregon. So I'm going to take Washington to cover. It's at home too. Uh, I'm going to echo that sentiment from both of y'all. Washington to cover. Um. Oh, real quick, before we get in the next game, because we didn't talk about it last week, my Western Michigan Broncos destroyed Daniels, Eastern Michigan. We were hurt. Oh, no. Our quarterback was out. Our quarterback was yeah. out. Beat him 45-21. to 21. There was like, It was like a 50. I think it was at Eastern Michigan as well. It was. 15,000 silent I think fans. the rivalry between y'all and NCAA is bigger than the actual game. It is. It 100% is. It is. I, think pe- well, I don't know why. People go when me and AD play it, it's like we have five stars who are coming in for visits each year. They're you know in state recruiting. We're we're trying to get the prowess of it, and so I can't believe you didn't have that on the sheet last week. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Well, Chase I don't think we, they usually it's a rivalry game, so they usually play the last week of the year. But yeah. I guess and then Western Michigan beat Central Michigan last night. Didn't Western Michigan give like Penn State a good game this year or something? Uh, Mississippi is Mississippi State. <laughs> It was trash. That's who so, it was. Yeah. yeah they're bad. Uh, a little different. Michigan. A little yeah. bit different. Um, all right. Two more games staying in the in the Pac-12. USC at Oregon. USC gave Washington a good game. What's the uh, line? Uh, it's 14 and a half. Oregon. I'll take USC to cover. 80. Yeah, I'm going to take Oregon. Grinch just got fired from USC, so I don't know if that sparks their defense at all. I I don't know what you can fix in a week. Their defense was so bad. Um, what is it, 14 and a half? Man, um, I'll take Oregon. I'll take Oregon. That would be the biggest loss in Caleb Williams' career, I'm pretty sure. If they lost to lose, by more than I mean, it, it, that it's it's tough to pick against Caleb Williams losing by more than two touchdowns. I don't think they have any chance of winning, um, especially at Oregon when Oregon's playing for the playoffs in a Pac-12 berth, um, championship berth. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take Oregon. Uh, that's a tough one because Oregon's going to win, but. 14 and a half is a lot of points against the number future number one draft pick. Yeah. All right. Last game probably could be the best game of the week. Big 10 Michigan at Penn state. Michigan is favored by four and a half. I'll start here. Cause I already know, um, aside all the, the I do already know the outcome. <laughs> yes, but I cannot tell you what the score will be. Um, I think Michigan it's just really, really good. Aside from this cheating scandal, I don't think it matters, honestly, in this game. I think Michigan beats them pretty good. Penn State just just does not play good in these games. Nope. I saw some crazy stat that it was like, uh, under Franklin, they're 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams. And yeah, then, most of that is against horrible. Ohio State and Michigan. And yeah, and they're 3-10 and 10 at home and then 0-6 oh on the road. I know it's at home. I'm definitely going to take Michigan. Which is what crazy because that that wideout gets so much hype and so much buildup, and they like do not have a good record with the wideout. Yeah. Yeah. Franklin, to me, is kind of similar to Jimbo. Track with me for a little bit because they're pretty good with him, but if I'm other Big Ten schools, I'm like, dude, as long as he's there, we have a chance to beat them every single year. Like, he just... Their offense is never that good. Their defense is pretty good, and... I don't know. They never meet expectations. So, but I'm going to take Michigan. Yeah, I'll take Michigan too here. I'm not, not been impressed with Penn State's offense this year. I could see it being close for a quarter, you know, quarter and a half, but I think post halftime, Michigan takes control of this game. If they get up two touchdowns, that game's over. There's no way Penn State could come back from that. So I'll take Michigan. Yeah. All right. Um, not many swing games there. I think D Matt's got a couple he can gain. D Matt, Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss. Or y'all both picked Tennessee. Ole Miss, Tennessee, and, and Daniel, USC, baby. 
You have three, okay. Well, the USC one, I probably will regret that. I regretted immediately after we stopped recording last week my Clemson pick and Notre Dame. I don't know why I ever chose that. That was so dumb. Thanks, man. Yeah, I guess. I oh, guess did you choose that too. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, both y'all did. I guess Mizzou's AD has a swing game on that one, but. Oh, yeah, y'all um, both picked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we'll see what it looks like next week. All right, national best game of the week. Mm. Um, prime time. I don't even know what channel game day, we're on. Game day's in Fayetteville, right? <laughs> they were going to be, and then I yeah. think they realized. Uh, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan <laughs> right. played yeah. last yeah. week, so it messed up their schedule. Yeah. 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 Um, Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas, as of right now, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Auburn. I'll go ahead and say, because I've already put it on the sheet, Hogs. What's your score prediction? Uh, I'll say that after y'all pick. Okay. I think it's one of those games. I'm going to take Arkansas as well. I think it's one of those games um, where, from a rushing aspect, we run all over them. Similar to Daniel's point, I think if Rocket and KJ go for, let's just say, 150 combined-ish, um, I think we do a good job of controlling their offense too. But I, I, I just don't see a scenario where we lose that. Um, I, I really think the only scenario is going to be like similar to Florida as if our special teams where we just tar- cough it up in our own territory. Um, and I, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and put my score prediction. I think Arkansas beats the Tigers. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 31 to 20. That's yeah. insane. That is literally the score I was about to say. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. I to change it. Did y'all text each other? Not about the score. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to hear Chase's. Well, I guess I just heard his score prediction. Yeah, um, I, I I had two. So give um, your second one after after I give my uh pick. Yeah, I'm gonna take Arkansas, baby. I'm gonna take Arkansas, baby. Which is uh opposite of what I usually do. I'm typically a pessimistic person. Yeah, I don't like that you're picking Arkansas. I don't feel good about it. Shoot. No. Okay. Yeah, pick cool. Auburn. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going to take Arkansas, and I think the game is going to be closer than the score, I'm going to say. I think it's going to be 27-17. I think we'll have three touchdowns, two field goals. I think that our touchdown is going to come late, though. So I think we're going to be up 20-17, to and then we're going to score in the fourth quarter. And they're going to get the ball back. And surprise, our defense might actually have a timely stop. But but that's me. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Hogs. I think we can carry the momentum, and I actually think we're just a better team than Auburn. So, yeah, I'll I'll up it a little bit from what I thought it was gonna be. I'll give us another field goal. Um, so I'll say 34. I'm gonna say we have one possession where it doesn't go good. We have a bad punt, and they get a touchdown or a field goal. So I'll say 34, 24. Yeah, but I agree. I think it's like a 27, 24, and we score at the end type of game. Um, I that's best case scenario. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they're in the twenties, I I don't. I just I don't know. I can't see a score in less than that. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. Our offense. We scored three against Mississippi State. So I mean, that's true. You never know. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening right now, text me uh, or put it in the chat your score prediction of the week. If you get it dead on. You will get a shout-out on next week's pod. If you get the trivia and the correct score, maybe we'll have you on here. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's who it is. Yeah. Um, all right. That wraps up this week. Y'all have anything else? Uh, Do we have to guess the trivia, right? Houston nut, dude. Houston yes, bowl record. You're right. You're right. Trivia question. Oh, man. I will repeat the question. Houston nut looking it up coach. on his phone I, right now. I'm not. I swear I'm not. I'm not. Head coach at Arkansas from 9807. How many bowl wins did Houston Nutt have at Arkansas? Uh, Gosh, I have start a with either in my one head. I, I will talk it out because I don't know. I, I know the ones that we won or no, that we've been to. We went. We played Missouri one year when they had Chase Daniels and Jeremy Macklin. We got destroyed in that game. We played Wisconsin, I think, when Bielema was there in a Capital One Bowl. 
with McFadden. I can't remember if we won that or not. We had a Cotton Bowl in there somewhere as well. I'm going to say we won three. That's my guess. Uh, I was going to say three. I think we... I'm going to say four just to be a little different. I, th- I think it was... I think he either had was four and he might've been four and four in bowls or maybe four and three, but I, I think he did have four wins. That's what I'm going to go with. Daniel's answer was incorrect. Ooh. 80s answer was incorrect. Oh, is it two? Houston nut was Houston nut played in nine bowl games. Oh, he was two and seven. Oh, oh my, my goodness. What were the two wins? Won the Cotton Bowl versus Texas, which you did yep. say. And they did win. You were right about Chase Daniels. We did lose that game, but we beat them in the Independence Bowl um, a couple of years before. I guess that would have been a couple of years after. I can't remember what year that was, wow. but beat Texas and Missouri. Dang. Man. All right. Shoot. Yeah, I got smoked a couple of bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe next. Well, well if you got the answer right and I got your text first, I will give you a shout out. Also, if you have a score prediction, let me know. You'll be you'll get a shout out. Other than that, thanks for tuning in for another Hogball episode. And I finished Go my hogs. coffee. And he finished, finished his coffee. I did. Good luck sleeping. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of Hogball. You can listen to every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And make sure to give us a follow on Twitter slash X at Hogball Podcast. Go Hawks.